bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews Greetings and welcome to another episode of Spoiled Movie Reviews on the Black Guy Who Tips Premium Podcast Network. I am your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen, and we are here to talk about a movie you've either seen, don't ever plan on seeing, or just don't care about us spoiling because we spoil the movie. And today's movie is Little, Mm -hmm. uh, which we'll get into what that movie is about and all that stuff in a second, but we have a format here we talk about the uh trailers we saw before the movie we saw some new trailers today yes we did and then we talk about uh the movie itself we rate it score it and finally we read your feedback from other movie reviews that we have done in the past yes it's a whole thing guys um so today's movie trailers the first movie trailer we saw was a brand new spanking movie trailer that was the first time we ever saw it in the theater for aladdin the, they finally finished the trailer and put out a finished product karen what did you think about this finished trailer it looked interesting it's very bright and very colorful um it's going to be interesting to see how it sells uh because like i said i love aladdin a cartoon and this is kind of live action and you know of course you can't get a lot of the same you know performers and things like that uh but it still in my opinion gives you that same uh feel so it looks like it's going to be a a fun ride and i know a lot of people have you know their issues with uh will smith and things like that um seeing this seeing him like moving in the trailer it actually looks a lot better than i thought it was going to be because basically you've seen will smith painted blue which he is painted blue but it's different between him doing that and the cgi and all the special effects like we actually got to see you know pieces and bits of the special effects take place and um i don't have a problem with it i think it's going to be interesting don't know if i'm gonna go see this one i know i want to go see lion king but i don't know about this one yeah i thought it looked way better like i thought it looked great i i didn't like no i do want to go see it now before this i didn't um i think they really fucked up putting out the still images for those magazine promos mm-hmm. uh, it just they weren't ready and it just it just doesn't work in that still like type of motion especially the ones that didn't have will smith in the blue like pain or even in genie genie form i, I just it just seemed like they messed up the promotion of this right in a way. Looked like they would have put him in genie form if this was the first thing we ever saw about this movie i think people would have been so excited to go see it and maybe they will be by the time but you know and ironically aladdin is one of the few disney films that i do remember like seeing as a cartoon and more than once and enjoying it so yeah I watched i'll, it I'll go see it i watched it like i said my opinions may change about that uh but uh i do like it's gonna be good uh we saw a trailer for another um movie uh starring uh the dude that plays drax uh dave batista 
um and this he been working he's i think he's trying to find his rock like type of role mm-hmm. and you know uh i think he gonna mess around and one of these movies is gonna be a hit and you're gonna see the second or third version of it you know because he actually i don't know it's just something special about that dude possibly i i i guess we'll have to see that this is really his first solo films where he's a star in it that i've been Correct. aware of i know he's been like kind of a bit role in other movies um but uh this one's called stuber the last it's not my spy which we've been talking about he's mm-hmm. also in that that's more of a comedy for kids right stuber seems to be a little more adultish comedy more violent yeah. he's like a cop who's like working a case and he has to take a uber to get from place to place and um i forget the comedian i don't want to fuck his name up but it, it might lo- be camille you know what let me uh let me uh but it looks it so funny yeah like, what'd you think i i actually might be in for this one i'm i'm definitely not going to see the one with the little kid mm-hmm. but you know i might catch this one you know on a matinee time you know or something like that uh because it looks more adult content and i don't know what is rated but probably some of the best jokes they probably couldn't even show in the trailer yeah it's come out uh nagiani that's who i thought it was um as the uber driver so mm-hmm. it's gonna kind of look like a buddy comedy kind of cop right. thing and uh i think this could be potentially funny i, I think uh, I, I don't know if i'll see an opening night or not but definitely if it gets some good reviews i can see myself showing up agreed uh door explorer we already seen this trailer mm-hmm um late night is a new trailer um for a movie starring mindy caitlin um and um emma what is her last name is it watson what's her last name emma thompson uh and it's about a late night tv show host who apparently is losing her whatever and about to lose her show in the last year and they hire it's a white writer's room and um they end up having um mindy kaling become come in there and like work as molly patel the you know one of the few only non-white men on the staff and um it feels kind of like very mindy kaling ish you know mm-hmm. um and uh what'd you think about it uh no i don't care okay there was nothing i mean like i said that's just me i was like okay i understand the concept but i enjoyed her on the office but her stuff she kind of do outside of that i'm like she's very boring to me and i'm like i'm just not interested it's like and maybe because i haven't seen enough of her work Mm -hmm. but you know the things i have seen i go okay you know it's like it's nothing in the trailer that was like oh this shit gonna be funny it was like okay yeah ironically i feel like this is the kind of movie i'd be more interested in if it felt more like it was an indian movie like like it was about indian people their culture the Mm -hmm. conversation the conversations they have when white people aren't around right but mindy kaylin kind of has like an archetype of being like this brown woman in a white man's world that wants to be loved by a white man and accepted by white people at the job and exceed and you know and and have success there and i guess she's played a role like this several times so i'm mm-hmm. like you know i don't know if you typecast it or what but you know i'm like no this is not entertaining to me yeah there's a moment in the trailer that just really made me just kind of like go oh, damn I, I don't think i'm gonna see this and it was uh 
she says something like i know you guys think i have it easy because i'm uh i'm a brown woman or i'm i'm uh, i'm a woman in this industry she's talking to the white men in a white writer's room and there's this is after a clip of them showing the white man be like you know she only got this job cause she's brown god i wish i was a woman uh, and a person of color because i could get this job meanwhile of course the writer's room is 90 percent white men i expect outside of that clip within the actual context of the movie that they probably will address that because it's too big of a big ass misnomer to then to not point out like all you white dudes sitting in this room one brown person gets in and you go god it would be so easy if i was brown so anyway uh but they the way the clip is set up in the trailer is so fucked up because they say that there's no retort to it there's no thing and then later when she's having her moment of like and this is how she became good at the job she's like addressing them and she's almost apologizing on some like i know that i may have not have gotten this job on the best you know circumstances but i am proven i can do it and i'm like are you trying to is this trailer trying to tell me that brown people women get an advantage and get jobs they don't deserve and then like is this the message you know or is that what you're trying to tell us in the trailer like was she not supposed to be a writer and they they pretended she was a writer when she came in and then and so literally it is a job about a brown person that actually doesn't deserve to be in the room like i just didn't i don't know all of this shit just made me feel really weird and like this movie's more for that model minority type of inclusion shit that i'm not into right and it's also you're talking to white people i was like oh this movie ain't meant for me so right. i immediately checked out when i was like oh okay you're talking to a bunch so and like and comedy is comedy yes but there's certain comedy that's white people comedy and this all looked like some fucking white people comedy and i just checked out yeah um intruder seen this trailer a bunch of times i'm, I'm going to see <laughs> yes. this ridiculous movie they're fucking ridiculous the sun is also a star is a movie starring yara shahidi and mm-hmm. apparently she falls in love in a day with an asian dude that she just randomly meets on the street or something mm-hmm. and then i guess it's like a great romantic tale because she has to leave the country the next day her family's moving out of the country and uh oh and he saves her life of course from getting hit by a car as always in these movies and uh then it becomes about these star-crossed lovers what do you think it looks interesting i kind of want to see another trailer but it basically the trailer gives you the whole concept of the movie mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know if i'll be going to see this it probably will be end up being a good movie uh but i don't know it's nothing about it it was like oh i got to go see that yeah i'm gonna tell straight up um not my genre you know what i think that's kind of what it is too for me also it's like okay it looks interesting but there's nothing about it that was like oh i got to go see this it don't even look funny it just it don't look funny like it's just a romance and so i know it's out of my like this ain't my thing you Mm -hmm. know like i I, i'm not saying it it can't be good but just i immediately was like oh okay yeah and it's not even romantic comedy it's just romance yeah this is not for me this is like because i didn't go see you know uh whatever that other one about the stars was the fault in our stars and those type of movies i don't see them uh yesterday is a movie about a dude who's like uh through some freak accident all the power in the world cuts off for a second all the lights he uh wakes up after being hit by like a car or some shit and discovers this world is never um never the beatles never existed in this universe and then he basically starts singing all the beatles songs and becomes a super famous um 
a super famous like singer because he he he, he sings all the songs oh i won't be going to see this yeah it's uh himesh patel that plays jack malik uh ed sheeran is in the movie um yeah yeah i i have no interest in this movie At i don't all. get it me either and it's, it might be because i'm not a huge beatles fan and i just don't know and, they, they work like that and, i don't know and it's not even that it's it sounds like the, it from my understanding of the trailer the dude wanted to be like a great musician right and he had basically had given up and was like you know what i'm i'm giving up on this i, I suck at this i'm terrible at this and his girlfriend I was like, you know, miracles can happen, anything can happen, you just never know, keep trying. And that same night, like you say, this is going through the trailer, the power went out and he ended up getting in a wreck and he ended up losing some teeth, getting his face fucked up. And when he came back to all of the hits, not only the Beatles, most like number one hits like we No, it's just the Beatles. Oh, it's just the Beatles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so all the Beatles song that he was singing nobody knew the words to it nobody knew they existed he googled and it just wasn't there he was like wow Mm -hmm. and so from my understanding oh because i I thought it was just anybody but it was specifically the beatles Beatles. which i it's it's like a fake way to do a beatles to me it's like it's like a fake way to do a beatles biopic almost like here's Mm -hmm. like 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 i can see this movie maybe resonating with a certain crowd just because it's the biggest band of all time uh older people and it's like nostalgia you go to the you go it's a good reason to go to the theater and see beatles specific jokes hear beatles songs and you know enjoy that feeling or whatever and i think people might go for this but to me it feels like a thinly veiled like beatles greatest hit album in the theater and i i I just don't see the point of going to see it nope and i'm i mean i acknowledge the beatles they make good music but i'm not a fan like that so i'm good and then the last one which i i just i don't think there's anything that could turn me off more is a dog's journey these damn dog movies no yeah like a dog reincarnation i guess you just gotta love dogs to think that this is some shit you will want to see white people dogs running i think didn't they do one where the dog ran and got lost and made his way hoppo come home whatever the damn name of that dog was and now we dying to read i was like no yeah i think the first one was like a uh a dog something else okay oh then, right because it looks like just the second dogs. piece to it right yeah okay. a second or third i don't know this dog just keep fucking coming back as different dogs come on and these white people just keep loving the same animal dog, right dog reincarnation it's and it stupid. makes a killing every time it fucking comes out too it's funny to see like the dude that's the villain in intrude i think it's maybe uh dennis quaid maybe i I don't know Mm -hmm. uh to see him be an intruder all creepy and then to see him with that fucking dog (laughs) jumping all over him it does doesn't it telling him to take care of uh, his granddaughter and shit so what a weird ass (sighs) shit was weird y'all it was it literally was really really strange all right now we can get into our review of little which of course uh as i said we spoiled the movie she learned her lesson and she turned back big at the end although i feel like this movie's so straightforward i don't know that you can spoil it mm-hmm. um it's directed by tina gordon the plot is a woman is transformed into her younger self that woman being played by regina hall and then uh she's tr- her younger self is being played by marcy martin who you guys may know from blackish um at a point in her life when the pressures of adulthood become too much to bear um 
so essentially regina hall plays a woman that uh is just a piece of shit just a bully a mean person oh, she was terrible she's transphobic she's uh fat phobic oh, uh right. fat antagonistic like she, she don't like carbs yeah like she's just every nasty thing you can kind of say and do in the pg-13 way because this movie is pg-13 right um she is that and uh they really drive that point home and then she kind of gets taken back to a point in time where when she was like 13 she was not a bully she was a nerd she was picked on she got uh embarrassed really badly during a um talent show and broke her arm and uh decided at that moment that she would never ever be picked on again and now she's gonna be a bully for the rest of her life as she becomes a successful ceo of a tech company and the rest and then a girl curses her turns into a back to uh the curse makes her turn wake back up as a 13 year old girl again and of course uh she has to learn a lesson this time about uh why it's wrong to be a bully all right um karen give me something you liked about this movie i really enjoyed regina hall she was an ass like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah and i'm talking about literally like over the top with everybody she walks in the room everybody scatters they clear like they were scared of her she treated everybody around her like shit she talked to her employees in the old type of way she just stressed everybody out constantly yelled at everybody like she played that role really 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 well the thing i like too is that she really went there Mm -hmm. um not just on the mean things but in the end when she gets transformed back and you're supposed to be happy for and she doesn't completely like change into this brand new person who's like so likable and lovable like no she still has her ways about her Mm -hmm. um i love when they unveiled the sign that says and associates and it's really small yes you know um but but the point is she's learned a lesson but you know like her just celebrating being big again running around her closet picking out clothes like she really goes there and she does sell the mean shit in such a like like just a hard like she's so horrible to everybody um when when this happened like this this is a clip you may have seen the trailer are you awake yeah i was awake i was just meditating wake up be awake when i call but i don't know when you're gonna call so when would i sleep when i'm not calling april listen to me i'm sad this morning oh why i have asked you a thousand times to have my housekeeper elaine linda is her name linda put my slippers 53 centimeters away from the bed so when i hop out my feet can land on them i mean am i being unreasonable is that too much to ask no it's not unreasonable at all so (coughs) (coughs) sorry as you can see she is you know a horrible person she was lily playing that role over the top right and that's her assistant uh played by uh isa ray which i'll say for my positive uh isa was just so funny uh she has to play like a timid version of herself that won't you know like she's an assistant to this woman she doesn't have an official role in the like capacity of of the of the company to be empowered you know um and because uh regina hall's character uh jordan is so like domineering and bullying it's really like this company that 
like we all have dealt with this at work where you just mm-hmm. have a manager who actually makes things worse yes and they're bullying uh microaggressive aggressive aggressive styles you know is what is promoted in the corporate world is like these are what good bosses do and that you better get out of his way that means you're really motivated but really us that have had to work under people like that it, it makes you second guess yourself you're not confident people don't stay people don't stay people don't get promoted people don't go on to be better employees from these folks Mm -hmm. and so of course it's like a very stereotypical like you know uh approach to it but uh isa does deliver i think the personality between her i mean the chemistry between her and marseille and the chemistry between her and regina hall carry the movie for the most part because the plot is pretty predictable so it's really just like the moments when they're kicking it having fun the like the singing mary j blige in the restaurant scene Mm -hmm. um the scene where they see the teacher um uh uh played by um the guy who's kevin on um this is us um (laughs) his name is mr Mr. marshall justin hartley uh so when you see those those type of like scenes and stuff uh when the guy is uh the the stripper dude d-boy comes over dancing uh ripping his clothes off those moments like that only work because Issa Rae is so good holding it down with both Marsai and Regina mm-hmm. and playing the comedy off of both of them I thought that was really uh I thought she was a really uh good part of the show of the movie what, what else did you like I like uh little Jordan Sanders played by Marsai Marsai Martin Marsai Martin uh the reason why i like this because she mimicked the same energy that regina hall was giving like Mm -hmm. as as a child because regina hall was so over the top so she was way over the top Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious with the child just having an attitude and screaming and yelling and you know and it's hilarious where she's talking in uh april Issa race character have to correct her and be like because she was um a social worker was like you got to go to school i'm not going back to school i haven't been to school in years you know so she was like look i'm not going to jail for you you can't be talking crazy when the social worker walked in there she had a whole bottle of a wine and shit like that and so it was just uh hilarious just watching this kid where you go oh you can't do this shit because you're a child like it's certain things that the children just can't do and watching her build these friendships and relationships and watching her stand stand up to her bullies and kind of get up her fears it, it was it was it was very heartwarming yeah um i loved marseille as a uh, young jordan jordan it's me this is the scene where uh april Issa Rae meets young jordan because she's going to her boss's house and apparently her boss is wake, woken up as a 13 year old girl so we have to have this i got all 15 of your messages Aren't you cute? Are you related to Jordan? So you see her too? See who? The little girl. Where's Jordan? Jordan? Do you really want to know? Yeah. She's inside me. So you hate her. Is that what happened? cooker in your little easy bake oven <laughs> jordan hey i'm here where are you and i got your dry cleaning did not pay me to babysit i'm 
I'm just gonna call her. She would never give her phone to a child. Got that right. I don't know what you did or how you did it, but you did something to Jordan, you crazy little Chucky doll. I'm calling the cops. Um, you had a strawberry donut stain on your shirt yesterday. What the hell? One night, we were brainstorming a dating app, and you were telling me of the lamest story about how you lost your virginity in the back of your mom's Dodge Ram van. But you told your college sweetheart that he was your first. You lying thought. What in the black Jesus? <laughs> so uh yeah that chemistry is really good um mm-hmm. and uh she just kind of sold the whole thing because you know i would say that the common denominator uh between everybody is is of course Issa ray but marseille having to be essentially a 38 year old woman in a 13 year old body um like she got to do like I, it must have been so fun on set you to be able to do all that stuff and to be silly and to be funny and um you know uh um uh, and 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 to like kind of have this attitude of and she has to do the growing in the movie really because mm-hmm. regina hall of course comes back and she's different but we the changes in that character of jordan are actually done in marseille as, mm-hmm. as she's as mm-hmm. she is in high school and going through the worst nightmare of being bullied again and being an outcast and uh trying to help she ends up trying to help these nerdy kids and mm-hmm. all this type of stuff uh what else did you like i liked homegirl yeah. uh which was played by i didn't realize tracy ellis ross was the voice of homegirl yeah, yes homegirl and the thing about homegirl homegirl was a oh for those of you that, that have done any form of hair school or you have it was a mannequin head mm-hmm. they had like these waves in it mm-hmm. and like inside inside the waves it would like light up like alexa and, mm-hmm. and all the and google home and shit like that and it was fucking hilarious yeah um yeah homegirl was amazing um the uh, another thing that worked for me um was like the justin hartley in this movie we don't see him a lot we only see him in a couple scenes but as the like hot teacher oh uh, man like i laughed so hard the scene where they meet him sure. is so funny. mr marshall and that music just come out of nowhere y'all walking slow motion yeah and when they go damn even the principal went down <laughs> yes like damn he fine damn i get detention hi hi we are so <laughs> excited to attend this school this is jordan she's feeling nervous about joining your class oh yeah hey listen don't be nervous okay perfectly normal but don't be nervous i'll be with you the whole time promise promise your daughter's adorable. Oh, it's not my daughter. <laughs> That's my niece. Oh. Um, and I'm April. April, Gary. I'm single, but not looking, not desperate. It's just open and available. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like that, that, and then the scene they have in the classroom. Yes, and, and he like, was. So you feeling what I'm feeling? He's like, I, I think I'm feeling. What, and she's like, so you feeling it? He goes. No, no yeah, not yeah. that. Yeah, because because he, he seen her face change because she started like fluttering her eyes and like looking at him, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm I'm not feeling that at all." He was like, "Don't don't don't even look at me." Right. Um. So uh, yeah, I thought like the comedy relief with him was really good. What else did you like? 
another thing I liked, I liked, uh, who, now Preston, uh, that's the, yeah, Preston, that's the one that liked Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. And I really liked him because, you know, Issa Rae was so in her own head and she was so passive that she really didn't even let him know that, that, uh, she liked him. Cause they would be talking and she'd be like, you can get this. He'd be like, what? Nothing, 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 mm. nothing. And so it was just hilarious how she would just drop shit out there. He go, what? What, what'd you say? And she, and she'd be like, nothing. Cause she was just so timid. You know, she wasn't aggressive over anything. And it was, their relationship was so cute. And it was also kind of like from the women's perspective in the movie. So I liked seeing a movie where she wanted a dude and the the arc was, how do I get with this dude? As opposed to the typical kind of like, um, you know, uh, the dude always being like, how do I ask this woman out or whatever? You know, like it was obvious the guy kind of liked her and mm-hmm. he was goofy around her and they had some chemistry and mm-hmm. they have several scenes where he's like encouraging her, pumping her up, telling, mm-hmm. you know, like he really believes in her, but she didn't believe in herself. And then, um, at the end when he like kisses her on the cheek at the, you know, I'm like, I'm still a little bit like, y'all at work, what y'all doing? But, you know, she kisses him back, you know, total like Hollywood moment, but still. Yes you know like that was kind of cool to see the, the kind of shoe on the opposite foot um you know and speaking of which just the way men were in this movie like you have justin harley as eye candy uh you have tone of course who she uh eases into uh you had a dude that i can't remember his name but it, it was in the phone as uh, d-boy yes and- devon devon was that his no that wasn't him Mm-mm. it was something like deandre I, I think his name was deandre okay, i was trying to look for him and, and, then she said, and he was y'all he no was, it wasn't deandre she said that's what it she said in french that's what deandre meant i'm sorry go ahead uh, yeah i don't remember his name it was like d boy and, and one thing i liked about him is that uh he was very open and he was very soft mm-hmm. and he actually liked regina's character a lot he liked jordan a lot i'm talking about like liked her liked her but she was so hard and she kept asking like why you keep coming around here and he just kept coming around you know and it was just one of those things where uh he was actually sitting with uh little joy and opening up about joy and, and they hugged and she hugged him real tightly he had to break off and was like no like what the what is this yeah uh so his name was trevor in the movie played by the actor luke james uh mm-hmm. who i believe is also a singer um but yes and it was just really really sweet to see this happens but like you say see it from almost like a woman's perspective like because jordan was so hard mm-hmm. quote unquote that he was basically expressing his feelings, you know, telling, you know, how he felt. And it was hilarious because he thought that little Jordan was, uh, Jordan's daughter. And he was like, Oh, this is why she was so mean. Cause she didn't want to tell me that she had a secret baby. And he was excited about the little girl. Like his heart was just so open, uh, to somebody that was very closed off. So it, it was just, uh, fun to actually see a man in that quote-unquote role as far as being soft and tender and loving yeah the thing was also like um and i think it's interesting because when you see stuff written directed by women and stuff you know 
men get more of a fair treatment than even when we direct shit that's mm, about us right because you know this is a fully fleshed out human being who you thought would have like the way they they had him in the movie you would have thought he would have reacted totally the opposite way like the way he danced when he showed up with the strip club music thing that was hilarious uh the way that she basically forced him to get out of her house uh mm-hmm. clearly they had been sleeping together for years right um and she still was very cold towards him and when he opens up about i knew you were her i knew she you know he's talking to marcy but talking about who he assumes is her mother jordan uh the older jordan and he's like you know she just got she's hurt you know she just doesn't want to be hurt again and i've just been waiting for her to open up and you know this makes so much sense that she's been hiding the kid from me this whole time but you know and of course it's comedic because he's like i'm ready to be a daddy and all this shit but you know it was like this movie felt almost like cartoonish like animated in some ways yes, it did. because of just the liberties they took with moments like him talking about i'm gonna be a father and buying toys and shit like that but the bigger point being like he wasn't just a stereotypical like a child i'm gonna get out of here you know i was just trying to hit it or i'm trying to get some money or whatever so um i, I kind of like that um let's see what else did i like um oh her little rat pack of friends of nerds in school yeah they were so adorable and, they do? and the, the day they went to her apartment and they all got kitted out with clothes and outfits and and took pictures on and they were like big on social media and how much that meant to them but they still were kids at heart so they wanted to be in the like talent show mm-hmm. and you know uh jordan was trying to basically teach them a lesson of look make people envy you look like you're living a life that they would love to have and then they'll always think you're better than them and so they have no choice but to like you and the kids were like but we still want to have fun and be kids and they weren't going to be in the talent show um even though they were obviously going to probably go out there and talent show and maybe even embarrass themselves right because her thing was like the only reason why they approved was so people will laugh at you why would you do this and they were just like so right or they they, they, well not even so they just thought that it wouldn't happen Uh, they believed that they would get up there and they would come together because you're a kid but those are the lessons that that stick with you and instead because it's such a traumatizing experience for her she was like no this gonna it's gonna give you trauma it's gonna mess your whole life up um and but i like those kids and i like when they came to like they they got up there and performed to really bailed her out so this time she learned the lesson of like having friends and having your back and people giving us a try anyway and they ended up having fun and then um uh i love when she saw the kids at the end as, as a grown-ass uh jordan and she tried to hug them like oh what's up guys and they were like what Who are you old lady <laughs> right that was just a that was like a funny moment uh that i really liked uh i like b- both of the moments where they had somebody like they basically ran the plot down to somebody that wasn't in on it and the person would be like what are you talking about <laughs> like i don't understand any of this right like that those moments were funny uh what else did you like i like the group of co-workers at the company mm-hmm. because you could tell the difference between when april ran it and when jordan ran it mm. you know april ran it they was like oh my gosh this is like one of the first times that we've actually feel like we're being heard you know we don't feel like we're being shut down and little jordan was walking through the walking through there they were like whose child is this and she overheard them talking about talking about oh we won't miss her if she never comes back 
you know so it gave her a reality check on how people thought about her because <coughs> she just thought well i'm just being me ain't nobody gonna hurt me not realizing that most people just didn't fuck with her and she was just a terrible person yeah uh also with the um people at the job um that was kind of cool because uh i noticed a lot of body diversity at the job like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a bunch of like the same shaped looking hot people sitting around at this corporate job or whatever like there was a bigger people in there that were uh you know skinnier people in there there were black and brown people all over the place like i kind of enjoyed that and i love that about this movie in general like when they go to the fancy restaurant that they go out to eat at and they end up embarrassing everybody singing mary j blige lots of black and brown people just all around as the cast Mm -hmm. and probably some of my favorite laugh out loud silly moments you know taking the hair off of that one dude yes (laughs) with the bald head um uh them two black ladies the two black ladies singing mary j blige with them right after they was looking at her trying to drink wine uh like who's letting this little 13 year old girl try to drink some wine yeah and it comes out of nowhere like it really is like like i don't know if they had a scene where she was drinking and she was supposed to get drunk right. and then do all that and they decided and they to just cut it out because they want no problems which so. it felt like right I think but so. they still left the funny part of them right. like acting up mm-hmm. in there and i kind of enjoyed that so um anything else uh something that was really hilarious and i go oh I, I and every time it happened i was like oh y'all are outside of the realm of reality mm-hmm. was the bullies i was like these these bullies are like publicly bullying people and nobody came and be like we have a no bully policy what the fuck is this nobody got suspended you know what i'm saying i'm like these people are showing they their pure asses and not even hiding that they are being bullies and nobody from the school stepped in i'm going what that, that was something you like no i mean not i like but but it was just funny to oh, me oh yeah yeah the you bullies know, right the, the the bullies were funny to me they even. were like out of an 80s movie yes bullies. It's, it's, one bully broke her arm when she was 13 in 1993 and when they showed her parents wheeling her out of the hospital with a broken arm uh like them black parents weren't like where we are going to fuck that white girl up they were just like don't worry when you get older it won't be a problem i'm like what the fuck happened with this like i was expecting the scene when she was older to have to call her parents or something but it was just so weird that the bully reality in this world yes and and, and it was funny to bully reality because i was like oh y'all have stepped outside the, the the realm of reality because in the real world that shit would not fly even at the end when uh little jordan was up there dancing the girl turned the fan on and i was like oh then nobody be like little girl you don't turn this goddamn fan off what the fuck is this right like why would a fan full of fan with a bunch of de- like paper and debris in front of it be sitting there like she must have been setting that up for something it was it's just they, it was kind of like some home alone bully yeah yes and i think that's the part that made it quote-unquote funny because it was quote-unquote funny bullying um because you know you're kind of presenting things to children and the whole thing about her being picked on when she like went back to little jordan had it stuck straws in the hair and all types of stuff i was like oh and it's not the fact that this stuff does not go on it's just the fact that now in the world that we live in today they have more rules more regulations against it. it's not a free fall for the bullies just to act a fool yeah uh anything else for positives Mm-mm. did you have any negatives of the movie mm. Mm-mm. all right well i have quite a few okay i need to get these in here 
uh i do feel like it's a movie kind of for kids ish mm, now that's true like it's the kind of movie that i wouldn't mind seeing like if my niece wanted to see it right i wouldn't mind seeing it i do think you're gonna have some adults who probably walk out of this movie feeling a little let down agree because it's pg-13 and like while they have some suggestive like joke material like uh you know like marsai flirting with older grown men and shit like that of course some people will be turned off by that because it's very like not pc and all this type of shit although i will you know remind you that she um marsai produced this movie and is heavily involved in it so hopefully people don't take it you know too fucking over the top with you know like with with like trying to turn this into like a, a diatribe on um black girls being sexualized and shit like this but um and it's a comedy and it was played for fun uh but whatever um so i do think there's a lot of stuff in here where it's pg-13 type of of jokes that they aren't fully like out there to rate our level that i think you know um which for good reason obviously you know so uh there but there may be adults who walk out of this like ah oh, it, it could have been funnier why didn't they take it there why mm-hmm. didn't they say you know and it's like yeah because it's pg-13 still you know and the movie kind of i think struggles with tone sometimes because it's it's adult very adult jokes sometimes and then it's right back to like very kid jokes mm-hmm. you know um uh, another thing i think was um i think they missed some moments in either editing or just theme wise like I'm surprised the social worker character never comes back up in the movie. You know what? She didn't come back up. It looked like at some period of time they would have brought her back. Yeah, like it was a lot of setup for essentially nothing right, with that. Right. Um the uh the the um the, the yeah, and there's also like just these weird like uh like it's very predictable. So it's just it it's is. like there's these moments where like you know she's gonna go to bed and wake up as a grown-up again you know that she's gonna learn her lesson you know like so uh, you know it's very straightforward you're not gonna there's not they're not putting a twist on the formula for like these big movies or mm-hmm. whatever um which is something that will packer uh is very much known for uh basically like he um does the black version of other shit Mm. yeah like that's a big thing for will packers like it was like black people gonna be as as gener- as generic as everybody else yeah like girls trip is kind of like um the um um the, the the hangover for women for black women you know ah, like okay uh, yeah he does he just does there's there's so many will packer movies uh if you guys don't even know who he is or whatever I, if you're black you've seen his movies and you've seen and there are just there there are other versions uh he did what men want okay is, we didn't get to see that one right we? but it's the black version of what women want <sighs> right um he did uh night school um uh which you know plenty of black comedies like that mm-hmm. um breaking in you know was one of our favorites i guess gavio union right so uh it's just kind of what he does you know ride along um one and two uh so anyway um uh so that was one of the things too uh it's very predictable you're not getting they're not making a trip uh twist on anything lots of leaps in reality if you're a stickler for detail Mm -hmm. 
i'm gonna be honest with you you're stickler for detail you're probably you're not gonna, gonna like mad. this movie because there's a lot of stuff like i said just in that editing of that clip where it looked like maybe she she was supposed to be drunk and then all of a sudden they just like literally they don't show her drinking wine Mm-mm. uh then they sh- just show her like on top of the bar singing mary j blige yeah so when you said that that made more sense it would sound like because they had her like hand on the glass but they actually never showed her drinking right and so when they was like singing you get no setup for it it's it's, it's nothing that would make you think why would this child be singing in this restaurant like this yeah some of the stuff i think they were trying to show some of the stuff in the beginning when they're trying to show how much of an asshole jordan is i really think like they either could have found a different way or there's going to be people kind of turned off by the crassness of the humor because it's not that funny right like when she makes fun of uh, this woman's daughter saying that it's a son and and the woman's like this is my daughter and he's like oh so he she's transitioning uh like it just felt like a joke where you're like why did that joke make the cut even if you want to show she's an asshole right why because because you're showing she's an asshole in a way that makes the audience laugh laugh mm-hmm. and in that moment i felt like people were laughing but they're kind of almost laughing at the fact this person is trans that 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 the, the idea of trans people not right you know i'm just like i can't believe that joke made the cut in 2019 you know i thought like that was just a moment where i was like oh what is this movie gonna turn out to be you know now they never revisit anything like that mm-hmm. that woman eventually does call like child services on her because and you know obviously she left a bad impression and i mean i get it serves its purpose in the movie i'm not trying to say that you know they were trying to say that this this joke is something we all agree with it was supposed to be a joke of this is a horrible person making a horrible joke she's just an ass right but um yeah but so i kind of thought that was a little a little much um and they have like a couple other moments like you know she's talking about someone being fat at work agreed shit like that that's kind of ridiculous um trying to think of anything else um no i feel like that's about it i think for all the editing they did like if they would have added an extra five minutes to kind of take out some of the inconsistencies or like you know her driving her car um uh stuff like that like just you know little stuff that where it's like you know there's a scene where like marcia's all of a sudden as herself as 13 year old Mar- uh jordan at this job yelling at Issa ray and i'm like how does she even get the like how not not just how does she get there but like how are they explaining this girl at this job yelling at Issa ray as if she's jordan and everyone in the building just kind of like letting it happen you know what i mean like people wouldn't like it was only like they wanted to have this confrontation but it's almost like that confrontation probably should have taken place in the apartment agreed and not at the job because then it just made no sense unless you're going to show her like still in the car to get up there so ubering up there or something um i don't know it just felt like just felt like weird editing like maybe they had a scene where she storms into work as 13 year old and demands to like cuss her uh, april out and maybe and that would have made probably just just an extra 30 seconds but it just makes it go oh yeah that's right she's still jordan um as opposed to just here she is in a pantsuit yelling at people but like i said if you think of it more like a almost a cartoon animated style if you think of it as something like from the mind of a 13 year old uh girl now i'm not saying i don't know that marcia came up with this concept tracy oliver wrote it tina gordon uh is also getting credited with writing it so i don't know that 
that is the only people involved in the writing of it right or how much of this was marsai's idea how much was you know others but for me it helped to think of the film as from the mind of a 13 year old girl and this is what a 13 year old girl thinks like work is kind of you know this is what they think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what they think social life and dating and this is what they kind of think of that a 13 year old girl now and you know and it felt like and then help the world was fleshed out by adults to help finish the movie kind of like to fully flesh out the idea that's how the movie felt to me i think it was i think uh masala was saying that she's had this idea since she was smaller like okay. the idea so for this movie idea. so i think yeah she's and but yeah because it's her idea other people are like kind of expanded her world um i do agree with the editing and things like that i do believe some things either could have been left out or like you said the transition into other things could have been better or Mm -hmm. quote-unquote explained more yeah i do think that because of and this is i guess this is quote-unquote one of my negatives i do think because just the way it was chopped up and things like that uh and i don't really know if it's a positive or negative because I think that it ended right about the time where you were going, woo, this is kind of long. Yeah, yeah, it ended. Well, yeah, the runtime to me was just like pretty much like, like I said, if you're not going to add five minutes to flesh out the details, right. then then you got to end it where you ended it. Because mm-hmm. there's just nothing else to go. And it's predictable. And we were waiting to get to that point anyway. Right. Um, the last like dance scene at the um, school, like talent event, like it's pushing the borderline of so corny that it's just like ridiculous but at the same time you know you're getting to the the end and so you're like okay cool this is Marseille's last goodbye um and then the last thing i'll say for negatives i'm sorry to have so many guys the trailers showed too many of the good jokes mm-hmm. the whole black mama whooping st- thing is in the trailer mm-hmm. you can't do that Mm-mm. it's so because it's a funny moment in the movie but that's the whole moment it never comes back it's never Mm-mm. brought up again or anything yeah man i just really wish that uh they hadn't have given us that much or maybe they find another moment or something because with the movie being so straightforward there's no twist to the scenes like they do in the other theater other movie trailers where you show like something from one perspective and it's kind of funny but then when you see it in context in the theater it takes on a whole another different type of funny right you know they didn't have that this was just like if you're seeing that in a trailer you're getting a repeat right how she was looking at justin hartley that was the scene how uh (laughs) you know like the biggest things they left out that made me laugh was stuff you know the stuff with the uh singing in the restaurant that was the only mm-hmm. thing i didn't see in the trailers agreed and i and it, it got the biggest laugh because none of us had seen that shit right so i thought the trailers really did this movie a disservice mm-hmm. um oh and then the other scene when uh the dudes was high and they looked over in her car and seen a 13 year old driving and they're like how old are you and she was like i don't even really know <laughs> and, they, and they was like me neither <laughs> <laughs> like that but that's not in the trailer and i got right. the biggest some of the biggest laughs agreed um all right let's rate it zero to five karen what would you get this movie i would get this a 3.5 all right um yeah i was telling i think chris lambert texted me asked me how the movie was and i said it was straight i'd probably give it about like a b or so you know but you know to be honest it's probably closer to b minus c plus um but 
i did want to throw in there like i i even that i'm kind of being generous to the movie but it's also because there's something dope about seeing like black girl a black girl and black women get to do this kind of same predictable silly shit that white people get to do correct you know low-key i think i kind of fuck with will parker because i mean will packer because and you know i heard people shitting on him before but like yeah okay so maybe he's putting out mediocre movies but as long as they keep making mo- money and they keep super serving a black audience who gives a fuck come on like i hope he continues to make movies and continues to get money and i hope people go see it and keep having a good time i had a good time in the theater that's really the only fucking thing i care about right and i didn't know he did girls trip i had a ball watching girls trip yeah but you know that's my whole thing like i've seen people kind of like come at like what men want so that they already did what women want well it's black now i don't know if it makes the money back or not you know kind of just happy to see black people doing their thing and black people getting work and stuff like that it's not tyler perry bad to, for for people that are like really obsessed with like plot holes and mm-hmm. and all that shit it's not like insultingly bad for some of y'all you Agreed. know more bougie folks so uh it's like it's like bougie tyler perry you know but um yeah. nah I, I there was something about especially the scenes where it was just silly shit like the dance scene at the um at the uh uh um, um recite at the talent show and the recital and uh regina hall running around in the same pajamas you know with the get grabbing clothes in the closet it was like yo i don't really get to see black women get to be just silly like this Mm-mm. like let's take a silly concept and do some silly shit with it um so yeah i I enjoyed all that stuff so i would probably give it like i said like i think you said about right like 3.5 maybe three and and uh somewhere between i think 3.5 is perfect actually so yeah 3.5 where it's i enjoyed it a little bit more because it was black shit black women agreed but at the same time it's not just flawless like i didn't walk out of there the way i felt like after girl strip no and part of that is because i think it was pg-13 not rated r uh, same which makes sense you can't have Marside doing rated r shit right because i can guarantee you they had a scene where israel may have turned her head or something like that and she may have drunk some wine and she didn't know she right. didn't know and all of a sudden she break out and start singing but they was to be like oh we have we will have parents writing fucking us fucking letters so we're gonna erase that and we're just gonna have it look like she's singing for no reason i also think in 2019 there's just too much sensitivity out there to the, some of this shit and it would have like people would have been shitting on the movie even harder than they probably are gonna shit on it for mm-hmm. some of the jokes like people really would have been shitting on this movie hard you know um and that's and that's i still think they're catching hell for that trans joke they left in there i don't think they should have put it in there nope even to show that that character was an asshole you did enough to show she was an asshole yes you did without that all right uh we have episode uh we have some feedback for some episodes shazam we got two feedbacks brooklyn shoebag says i was pleasantly surprised at how much i enjoyed shazam i thought it was a really good movie and not good for a dc movie or good for a superhero movie i really liked the twist at the end when i with all his brothers and sisters becoming heroes as well 
and i was really shocked by the superman tease at the end is it too late for dc to change course and build in their universe yes actually i don't want shazam <laughs> actually i don't want shazam to be a part of those stories i enjoy shazam's universe not being as bleak as the other dceu movies keep it separate keep it separate don't try to mesh it up with nothing else his movies should stand alone with only the knowledge that he is just another superhero in a world full of them i love seeing the grown-up version of all of the marvels uh i'm glad to know that the actors i like are attached to a possible franchise especially megan good also how awesome was the racial gender and physical diversity in this movie i really enjoyed shazam and i'm intrigued by the joker trailer damn it dc you done sucked me in p.s i liked all the wink wink dc product placement for those seven statues uh and those seven statues were creepy as fuck sailor agony says warner brothers left at least 25 to 28 million dollars off the table it should have made an easy 80 million dollars instead of the 53 million it did make this past weekend three great acts solid plot and great tonal violence zachary levi asher angel both did a great job with their particular roles as billy batson and shazam levi played his part nearly effortlessly it was like he was really born to play the role like this mm-hmm. mark strong did a really good job playing dr savannah sure the character's motivation and black story lack depth i just appreciate his commitment since he's usually will give these type of performances that are typically uh good out of him yeah i still <laughs> like i really feel like he was such a cliche villain but it was all worth it for the scene where shazam couldn't even hear what the fuck he was talking about yes yes that was yes. so funny he was the standard super super villain and i was fine with that and yes i agree with you about shazam but that's the thing you can't make no money if you don't spend no money they didn't spend a whole lot of money in advertising so you ain't gonna get asses in the seats uh well also i just wonder how much of the lack of getting money on opening weekend was because they had uh, two weeks before an event where you can have sneak whatever so however much money they made that weekend i wonder if you add that to this weekend if it's not that bad I, oh because it's right they don't they don't count those sales right i right. mean they count I them you, but i don't think you can count those special as, screenings as open a weekend yeah okay. i don't think you can the rest of the child actors are really good as well it also it's also colorful and vibrant which is what a lot of the dceu has been lacking for quite some time now agreed yeah dc really needed to a film like this not just from a quality standpoint but just for morale it was a great one thank you thank you and lastly sandler agony replies on our review of best of enemies honestly i was looking forward to this movie having sam rockwell well and roger p henson give us their strong acting performances will compliment them for the uh for the film sure the idea of a kkk member and a civil rights activist coming together reluctantly as a concept but i'm learning to accept that we that uh that movies like i guess that we have movies like the best of enemies it was really good rockwell and henson each gave noteworthy comment i mean moments throughout the movie admittedly i did have an issue with taraji's bodysuit i did mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. i would have rather them got a heavier set woman like a naturally heavier set woman to play that role i don't know why like octavia spencer right. i said on, i said on firestar last night i was like monique agreed monique would have been good for this um it looked too impractical in my opinion i don't know how at water walk like back in the day i just couldn't see taraji at least from a physical standpoint sell that yeah i just really felt like and like i said during the review i i I say this ignorantly not knowing what it takes to get this movie made maybe this is a movie other people weren't signing on to 
maybe this is a movie taraji really wanted to tell the story like there's a million reasons why certain shit happens in a movie and and literally it's like well we just wouldn't have got the movie if if taraji wouldn't have been the person behind it or something Mm. um you know people always skip over octavia spencer getting green book uh like being one of the reasons green book got finished got done mm-hmm. um so you know agendas are are, are are a crazy thing but the making of a movie um has so many moving parts who knows why taraji ends up getting this role or who else they tried to get into it and what the you know consequences of that were agreed uh would have been better if her director just let her walk the way she usually does rockwell out here trying to reach that walton goggins mount everest with them racist bars <coughs> he gives a lot of credit for being funny which he is however he is really good at this shit i know he need to get nominated for some of these racist roles mm-hmm. in my in my racist uh oscar i also also liked how this movie didn't bullshit around racism from bruce mcgill's character being insidious to the intimidation of one of the characters scaring a woman into voting no from school integration good stuff there here yeah that's my main thing don't like movies that promise me racism and then they just sugarcoat the racism because to me personally i know some people are triggered by that shit and i get it they don't watch history don't read a book right because it's all in there but to me i don't like these movies that sanitize racism to the point where it's almost like it wasn't that bad and then we wonder why white people think they had happy slaves and shit come on like i like that this movie was like no clan people are fucking racist if you're in the clan you are a racist yeah there's no such thing as a good clansman so you know the ultimate conceit is this dude has to quit the clan uh if 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 he is even going to attempt to try to be a good human being correct and also i like the fact that they didn't hide they didn't run away from racial slurs they said nigger mm-hmm. you know and she and uh uh at, at what is it cracker because those, those words would have been used at the time mm-hmm. you know and so i'm like you i like the fact that they did not sugarcoat how everybody felt about one another right so that was my favorite part of the movie really was the racism um all right karen we are done for the night we appreciate everybody listening we do and uh we'll be back with another movie review soon until then peace peace